Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dairy Isle. It's me, your host, Eli. With me, as always, my favorite co-host, the handsomest person in this entire quarantine. Ladies and gentlemen, James Mazzaretto. Oh, what is up? I'm pretty sure handsomest isn't a word, but I'll take it. It is now. I'll take it. We take those. We take those compliments. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, surviving the apocalypse. I'm a little pissed that there aren't any zombies, but whatever. I'll take what I can get, I suppose. Man, I'm telling you, if this was a zombie apocalypse, it would, one, be a very different episode and to be much more fun in the world yeah because we know like recording breaks every two hold on one of them's on the lawn boom from the (laughs) all right got him you see one pop through the door you're like god damn it you pull out a galvanized steel pipe (laughs) also listen i'm offended that you think that during a zombie apocalypse i of all people are gonna let those fuckers into my house well, you, know, you just never know. Maybe Millie, you know, isn't doing what she needs to do. Uh, classic Millie. And, uh, and you know, she, she, one of them slipped in. You know? Yeah. How's, everything over, how's everything over there? Quarantini. It's fine. I, like, I stepped out of the house now before we started recording. I passed by a Home Depot to pick up some wood filler for a project that we're doing. Uh, cause nice. Everyone in our group of friends has become a carpenter. Um, I have to show you my table, by the way. It's I stopped of it, and did you lacquer it already? Oh yeah, yeah. good. Stained, it's stained and lacquered. Uh, I'm gonna do like a fine, do like a 220 grit, like a nice little uh, sanding on the top, just to smooth out some of the spots that it has. But after that, it's done. Dope. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then I passed by uh, Advanced Auto Parts, just picked up some oil and an oil filter because I got to do an oil change on my sister's car. Um, and then that's it. Basically, everything else is stay at home, play video games, watch Netflix, essentially eat and do the same thing that everybody else does. Are you, are you still in the office? Yep. Oh, you're still going in every day. Yep, That's Monday nice. through Friday, baby. Man, this working from home thing, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting used to it. I like it. I like being home. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to go back to the office and go fuck, like, bro. We wait, like we. Uh, I think we canceled through June. So I, I don't know when we're going back to the, I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. Wow. That's, yeah. All I know is I'm still, we got, I didn't, my job didn't get touched. Thankfully. Uh, we had a lot of layoffs, but my job didn't get touched, but I had to, me and, uh, and my coworker had to take on more responsibilities at no increase to our pay. So that was like our, our compromise. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if nothing else, a lot of the practices that these, uh, these companies are taking now in light of this, um this might be the sort of like wake up call that some employees might have needed to say like mm, maybe it's time i switch industries or i just go to another company um and some, oh no yeah for sure somebody online had mentioned that like it's very likely that in a couple of years like an important interview question on the point of the person looking for the job is gonna be you know how did your company handle the coronavirus and what systems did you put in place to ensure either like you know like employment security or that your employees got paid or you know how did you how did you compensate them for coming into work and things like that so which should be interesting to hear some of these companies answers i mean it's i think it's one of those things uh that depending on the industry depending on the company it's such a new territory for everyone as to like what to do when all of a sudden like you know your your economy and your regular like business schedule just halts um you know through no fault of your own really yeah so i mean how they've handled it so far has been pretty good but i think yeah those those answers are going to vary so much from industry to industry from company to company from like because i mean some companies even within the even within like the cruising industry like there are companies that maybe on the outside look more 
you know, profitable or like they have, you know, more bankroll, but maybe they don't, maybe it's a lot of show so that that way, like it looks better and maybe they don't have a lot of liquid, you know, capital to work with and stuff like that. So I think it's also a time where like you start to see the real face of a lot of companies and not just like the pretty exterior they, they kind of show. So, but I think, what was the number now? I think it's at like 20 something. I think it's like 22 million people. 22 million. Employment that's crazy yeah and even then like that i think that number also really goes to show you just how many people live in this country that like oh yeah there's 22 million people that have filed for unemployment and that still leaves like 330 something million people in our country that have not filed for unemployment yeah well i mean but you have to you have to but you have to take out like children stuff like that but in general like that's still a lot of people that live here there was actually a a really interesting map i saw yesterday on on reddit that was all of the counties in the united states including alaska and hawaii and then it just highlighted the ones in blue that uh that hold the highest populations and it's literally just like new york south florida parts of jacksonville and tampa the entire southern half of california and then like one little tiny island in hawaii which i presume to be honolulu and they're like all right, that's it. Everything else in blank basically doesn't count. There's nobody there. And it's wild that like that amount of people have just gravitated to like those three or four corners. That's it. That's all we got. Well, it's like, it's, those are the hubs, right? Those are like the, the huge, you know, the huge metropolitan expanse of the rest of the United States. And you're like, Oh, there's like no one living out there. Great. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like, but those areas are the areas that we don't want people to live in yeah you know it's like hey why don't you leave my don't don't touch my national parks don't don't don't, yeah like i don't want i don't want four million people one giant national park (laughs) that's all the united states is just big it's all yellowstone now that's everything's yellowstone we're kicking everyone out the whole place needs to like reset Uh, man that's another thing that i've done a lot during this quarantine is we've been looking at a bunch of places that we're like we're traveling there when this is fucking over like I want to go to Yellowstone. I want to fucking see Niagara Falls. Like I want to, I want to go to fucking Mount Zion, or Zion National Park, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, no, I mean, I I would love to, I would love to go back to like the Blue Ridge uh, Parkway up in the Carolinas, and I'd like to go to smoke. Oh, Blue Ridge is beautiful, dude. I love it, but yeah, no, I I definitely want to go to Yellowstone and shit at some point. We should like now that I'm thirty, I'm like okay, I'm responsible enough to be able to like rent a car and set aside money and say like, all right, I'm going to fucking just leave for a week with my friends and we're going to go to a national park and we're going to do this like a couple times a year. Um, Yeah. You know, which we should do. Like once all of this is over, that should be a thing that like our group should say like, Hey, what are we doing? All right. Well, we're going to go to two national parks every year. You know, I don't know about every year because there are other trips that we want to do and trips to national parks can be expensive. What we got like, okay. Maybe like one, maybe like once a year. It's it's reasonable. Maybe like one big one a year. However, On the subject of nature, mm-hmm. we actually have a special guest with us today. Okay. So this is somebody in our group of friends who we've talked about bringing onto the podcast a couple of times. And we were just kind of always looking for the right time and the right subject to, uh, to bring them on. Um, and we figured a quarantine, <laughs> a pandemic quarantine that has ravished the entire planet would be the perfect time to, to bring them in. Now, for those of you listening who have been with us for a while, you've heard us talk to Jay about ghosts because apparently he's haunted. You've also heard us talk to Vinny, who's decidedly not haunted. However, he is decidedly not haunted. Not. Um, I think the, the problem with Vinny, he's too handsome to be haunted. 
that's the issue we're having here. You know, I've always thought that. I've always thought that. I was like, man, why do ghosts not go after Vinny? And then I'm like, God, he is, he is a tall drink of water. I think you know? they're, they're put off or not put off. They're intimidated by his handsomeness. Um, yeah. Now that's not to say that, you know, things haunt Jay because he's ugly. I, I think it's just his super positive attitude. So they have to like steal from that energy, that hot Dominican blood of his. So, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. My- Mm-hmm. However, maybe it might be the haircut. That might be why they're haunting him. For the haircut, because I, I know that haircut's haunting him. That's a haunted haircut for sure. That is, that is a haunted haircut. Those those scissors picked up themselves. <laughs> they must. Those have. clippers went wild. <laughs> sort of a hell beast. <laughs> so, without <speaking> further, <laughs> <laughs> our guest today is none other than Jay's beautiful wife, Mitzi. Ladies and gentlemen, please get ready for quite possibly the most energetic person you've ever met. Okay. Stop sucking her dick. Get her on. Wait, I heard there. Was that it? (laughs) There she is. (laughs) Only semi-haunted. Only semi-haunted. Only (laughs) semi-haunted. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, I kind of don't want this quarantine to ever end. Is that terrible to say? <laughs> There's a part of me that that understands where you're coming from and totally agrees, yes. Mm. You know what? I go the opposite way. When this ends, I think all of us essential employees that had to keep going in, we deserve like a two or three week paid vacation. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys yeah, deserve it. <laughs> at, least, at least you're not in a hospital right now. That has to be super annoying. Oh Oof. god, that has to be crazy. Capacity, whether it's like all the way from the doctor to fucking like the janitor that's got to clean up, I wouldn't want to be in any hospital period for any amount of money. God bless them. Yeah, and especially did did you guys see? By the way, I know this is COVID related, and we're going to steer clear of it. Um, but there were a bunch of uh all the all of the field hospitals that they created, like Central Park, and all of like the the sports arenas that were converting into like field hospitals and stuff, like. They didn't need any of them. They're just, they're just they're putting they're putting them away. So this yep. is very good. That's good. That's positive. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good signs. Didn't that so, hospital ship leave already? Yeah, the USS Com- Mercy or Comfort. Yeah, yeah. I think just okay. yeah, it left. Just leave. They weren't just like, bye. We're leaving. <laughs> it's four a.m. They're like, what? Wait, what? What's going on? Where, where's the comfort going? We're like, oh, we gotta go. <laughs> There's a comfort convention in the South Pacific. They got the wrong coordinates. It's a comforter convention. Shit, oh, wow. Oh, you did not just fucking do that, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So I know we said we were going to steer clear of uh, coronavirus stuff. And we are, in, in, in a way. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the negative aspect of this because god knows we all get enough of that just by waking up in the morning um no no uh we have decided that we're going to talk about very briefly at least the positive aspect of what's come out of all of this Uh, Ooh, the silver linings yeah exactly the silver linings we decided to get together and talk a little bit about what are some of the upsides to all of this nonsense um and we each were able to round it down to about two things that we wanted to talk about. Um, so we're going to give our guest, Mitzi, first dibs. So Mitzi, go ahead. 
Yay. Now, before we get into it, I do want to kind of address something that I saw on Facebook that it, it's valid for sure. But um, someone put a post that was like, oh, I dare you to uh, talk about how the planet is healing in the face of these people who are sick and dying. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, you know, but at the same time, why can't both exist simultaneously? Like, why can't there be good that is coming out of something that is obviously horrible for yeah. so many people? Um, so I want us to talk about the good stuff without hopefully any, uh, we're not stepping on anybody's toes or anything like that. Yeah, I think that sounds like someone who just, you know, wants to kind of look for an argument in anything. Like, the, like the environment's doing better and, and and because of that and because of, because of coronavirus and people are inside and there's a quarantine and people are dying because of that. It's just two things that exist at yeah. the same time and, and there can be, you know, contradictory things that exist at the same time. It's just life. Like, right. if a lion kills a gazelle, yeah, it sucks that gazelle, but that lion gets to, gets to eat and, like, her cubs get to eat. So... It's like one of those things where it's like it's good and bad at the same time. Just it, yeah. it is what it is, and it's you know whatever. So yeah. if anyone gets mad at that, uh, you're a big baby bitch, and um, maybe it's time to learn how to be a reasonable, critical thinking adult. Um, James, the program. <laughs> oh my god! I don't suffer fools, Mitzel. I do not suffer <laughs> fools. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you are someone or know someone who is suffering you know, our hearts are with you, but at the same time, we are going to focus on, we're going to just kind of shift our thinking just a just, little bit. Just because we talk about the positives of this doesn't mean we're ignoring the negatives of it. Correct. Or it doesn't mean that this whole, right, like me wanting to keep the quarantine forever is a joke. It's not obviously like, I want people to get sick forever. Like, that's not what I'm saying. So of course, yeah, of course, just want to make sure everyone, hopefully everyone knows that we're not Correct. monsters. <laughs> we're not all monsters. <laughs> Um, so one of the, the, the big things that I wanted to point out was that, you know, in all these other places in the world, we've noticed that nature is kind of like coming back and doing these fun things like the, the uh, canals in Venice and the Himalayas are opening up and all that stuff. But in Miami, which is where we live, I was like, man, I wonder if there's any kind of like good positive changes around here. And I've noticed way more manta rays like the huge like moana grandma is hanging out like right on our shores whereas before you would rarely ever see them and if you did you had to take a boat like miles out and get lucky i had now to go all the way just, i had to go all the way the galapagos to find one yeah like now they're just outside our door which is wild to me because they're so beautiful and then i guess the other point i wanted to address is that we've we've seen success Woo! We have successfully flattened that curve, um, you know, which is good because obviously what we're doing is working. But um, at the same time, people are like, oh, it's good. We can go back outside. And I'm like, no, wait. <laughs> oh, don't just immediately do that now. It's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> just a second. <laughs> Make sure it's all good before we start. Um, and then the last thing was that uh, NASA was able to build ventilators in 37 days. Um, and it's like this awesome prototype that they can use shorthand while people are recovering from COVID. And then the ones that are long lasting, they can give to more severe patients. So there's like way more uh, success in recovery and more chances of recovery because NASA came up with this. So it's like, woo, good stuff in the air. 
those are uh those are super awesome i saw the um yeah the flattening of the curve was super successful that like we mm -hmm. actually which for a little while there i was like i don't know if we're all going to be able to do this because everyone seems <laughs> real gung-ho about spring break and shit i don't know Oof. everyone really likes going outside with other people um but yeah we did it i think new york had said that they needed like 30,000 ventilators and uh and i think they only ended up getting like 4,000 like the government the federal government sent 4,000 and they didn't even need those they were good they didn't even hit capacity with the ones that they had so yeah super positive that we were able to like in this time of you know kind of like not even because this disease wasn't super crazy from all like the studies that are coming out it doesn't seem like it was nuts but like what a great like kind of dry run in case there's ever a like a more serious pandemic you know yeah Sorry, I got to shift in my bed like that little kid from Willy Wonka's grandpa. <laughs> now that you mention that, like, yo, fuck Uncle Joe. That guy, yo, Uncle Joe's a bitch. What a fucking faker. You're just laying in bed like a little baby back bitch until somebody's like, oh, I got a golden ticket. And suddenly you can fucking river dance across. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker's doing the, the fucking jig all the way across his fucking shanty town home. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden fucking Uncle Joe can move around real spry-like. Fuck you. I hope arthritis cripples you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liar. Uncle Joe. Hate Uncle Joe. <sighs> Anyways, uh, aside from the Uncle Joe hate, uh, so what I noticed was that there's been a drastic improvement in air quality around the world. Um, not only in just a reduction in measurable pollutants, you know, in terms of like parts per billion, but Physically, there are places where smog has cleared that has never been clear or hasn't been clear in 30, 40, 50 years. There was a picture of um, some, there's a location in India where they were saying for the first time in like 38, I think it was 38 years or 39 years that you could kind of see the Himalayas, which is dope. Yeah. Like you have to zoom in a bit on your camera, but people were like, what's that white thing over there? And they're like, oh, that white triangle at the top. Yeah, that's Everest. So, which is nuts. Um, yeah. LA apparently has is like smog free. Yeah, Manila for the first time in God knows how long. Manila, you can see the Manilan skyline. Um, wow. What else? Uh, I think this is one I was telling. Um, I was telling Mitzi the other night was that in Bombay, like on the beaches of Bombay, for the first time in like fifty years, there's been this resurgence of the natural flamingo population <gasps> showing up on the beaches because there's nobody there. Um, wow. Which is incredible. I'm going to try to find some of these photos so I can give them to, uh, to Millie so she can put them in the show notes for everybody to look at these things because they're, they're actually like fairly impressive to see this. Um, you know, cities that traditionally we consider to be these like enormous population centers where everyone owns, you know, 19 different scooters and they already wear masks to begin with, but suddenly everybody has to stay inside and you're like, oh, okay, so this is what nature would normally be like if you guys weren't fucking all this up. Got it. Thanks. So that's been pretty dope. Um, also, noticing that there's been like a, a pretty intense like rediscovery that people have made of suddenly like realizing that the outdoors is a thing and that it, <laughs> you park your car and that your dog takes a crap um, and that it can be a real source of entertainment and, uh, you know, a good way to exercise good mental health. You know, like just go outside and see greenery, like go look at grass and trees and experience wind and animal noises like that's a big deal for a lot of people who work eight nine ten hours a day inside of a building whether it be a retail store or whether it be an office or whatever 
like most people don't really experience the outdoors like they do from when they leave their front door to when they get in their car and then when they leave their car to get into their office and then you know maybe during lunch if they're lucky and then that's it and then on the weekends oh maybe i go to the park for an hour you know or i go i walk outside of my dog or something that's it that's not enough and half the time those people are glued to their fucking phone anyways you know but the fact that like in my neighborhood alone every afternoon looks like a fucking block party is like everyone's going for a run everyone's on their bikes or their skateboards or their scooters or people are out fishing and playing with their dogs and laying out picnic blankets and shit i'm like oh what is going on like yeah that's that's one of the things that i've uh, that's been like really nice to see is like you just if you go for a walk or if you go for a bike ride or a skate or something like that like you see so many families just out and about like you know, family with their kids, doing, playing, you know, flying a kite or just doing, like, just doing outdoor shit and just, you know, being together and, and not being, you know, glued to a screen or, or busy doing whatever the hell they're doing. Like, they get to actually fucking enjoy life for a little bit, you know? Oh, it's true. Absolutely. Mitzi, have you seen any of that stuff in your neighborhood? Oh, my God. Every day we go to walk our dogs <laughs> and there's just, it, it looks like, People don't have cars anymore, and they're just like, "Well, I gotta walk to the grocery store." And I'm just like, "Where did you all come from?" <laughs> yeah, it's been real weird seeing the like the like the sheer amount of people that like live in our areas. Because you just assume you're like, "Oh, there's two cars outside of that house. There's two people living in there." Nope, there's 47 people living in that house, and now they're all outside. Wonderful. Yep. <laughs> it's like a clown car. It's it ridiculous is. sometimes. I mean, everybody thankfully has been for the most part that I've seen, they are practicing social distancing when they go out, they wear masks. You know, if it's just them within their group and they're not really near anybody, they obviously don't wear a mask because that can be uncomfortable and it's not a hundred percent necessary. Um, but it is nice to see people kind of becoming reacquainted with the outdoors, you know, um, realizing that, you know, your, your PlayStation or your Xbox or your computer or your TV or whatever it's not like the be all and end all of forms of entertainment. You know, you don't need that constant stream of news. You can just go outside and enjoy the outside, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that that carries over once all of this is finally said and done. And they're like, okay, we can officially go back to normal. And I'm using air quotes to describe normal, but you know, like that's it. There's no more stay at home orders. You don't really have to practice social distancing anymore. You don't have to wear a mask or go inside of a store. I'm hoping that this stuff continues. I don't think it will, but I'm hoping it does. I think it, I think it will for, for not everyone. Cause I don't think like, I don't think everyone's ever going to you know do anything right as a whole, but I think a good amount or enough of a percentage amount of people are going to find that they like doing those things. They like woodworking. They like gardening. They like going out and riding their bike with their family. Like they've realized like, Oh man, this is really great. And I didn't, I was so busy before that I didn't realize this is something that I even wanted um, or needed. And I think that there's going to be a good enough amount of people that are going to take, you know, um, they're going to take this farther than the quarantine, right. And incorporate it into their routine and, you know, their daily lives, which I think is great. Okay. What have you noticed anything that we haven't mentioned, James? Um, I'll say like so. I, I'll, I'll touch on kind of like the same thing where you're kind of experiencing or trying new things that give you that maybe you didn't try before. I think the break from the the literal break from regular life, where literally like this is gone. Like, hey, 
all those things you were busy with, all those events you were going to go to, all those parties, all those social gatherings, all those things, like that's, that's done now. You're not doing that. So just like the fact that there's so much time, which I know can be a negative thing for certain people. If like, maybe you're dealing with something or you're going through some kind of like, you know, strife in your life or something like that, having a lot of time on your hands can kind of be detrimental if you're not, you know, staying busy. But for someone like, let's say Christy, who I think is a prime example of this, she's had so much time because she's normally so busy, right? With work and events and, and, and she's constantly on the go, always doing something. This time has kind of given her the opportunity to get back to things that she really likes. She's reading a lot more. She's painting. She's doing photography. She's like learning how to do things that have like previously been really frustrating for her. And like she has the time now to really, you know, like put her focus on it. So like that kind of stuff. I think has been like super beneficial. The fact that we've gotten a chance to slow down and, and literally have time to do things that she would have always, that she would have never been able to just like sit down and do. She would have always just been like, Oh no, I'll, I don't have time for that. Or that's not important right now. You know, now it's like, well, there isn't an, an importance. Um, so I think it's really great that a lot of people have been really productive and woodworking, gardening, all that fun stuff. But can I, tell you something that I have gotten into that I would never have gotten into prior to this lockdown, uh, which is not very productive, but it's so fucking fun. <laughs> I don't know if you guys will uh, maybe understand. Maybe you, James, because Christy is in it too, but uh, TikTok? Oh my God. <laughs> it's a phenomenon. <laughs> so prior to this whole thing, it was just Gen Z like doing their little dances and stuff, but the millennials have kind of taken over. <laughs> yes, Eli. Mm, mm. Oh God, TikTok. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Twerk, bitch. Uh, but it's just so, so funny because now people, it's kind of almost like what Vine used to be because mm -hmm. now there's like skits and just people being silly or people actually being really creative and or giving out great advice or smart or just... It's, it's vine it's vine with tools right it's like vine with like editing yeah tools. yeah and it's honestly it's so fun like i I, st I sit on the the phone just like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and i'm like oh it's only been like 10 minutes and then it's two in the morning <laughs> that was vine i remember vine would do that to me all the time i'd be at work at lunch and i'd be like oh let me just like check out let me just go through my feed on vine and all of a sudden i would be ha like 20 minutes over my lunch i'm like oh jesus <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> it's addictive i love it it's yeah. great. It is addicting. Um, another thing that she's been doing, by the way, that I think has been really cool is she's literally started in chronological order from the first Marvel movie and she's watching it all the way through. And let me tell you, watching her reaction to all of, because <laughs> there's some movies that we haven't watched in like 10 years, like nine, like, so she doesn't even remember the plot. She's like, what is, what is even happening? Watching her like fall in love with like, comic book stories and like all of those heroes i'm like oh my god my heart like she gets we watched far from home when she was watching civil war she was hype but like we were watching uh not far from home we were watching homecoming and she forgot that spoiler alert spoiler alert everyone three <laughs> it's two, been a year one it's been longer than that uh vulture is his prom date dad so she forgot that part so as he's in the car, like getting ready, Tony's had that conversation with him. He's like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. And like Peter's kind of starting to focus on his life a little bit. And he's like, all right, I asked this girl that I like to prom, killing it. Fucking I'm an awesome high school student. He gets to her house and it's fucking vultures her dad. And he's just like, 
and Christy lost it. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> I was such a proud nerd husband. I was like, yes, fall in love, fall in love with all of it. So that's been like a, a really fun thing that she's been doing. But, uh, but yeah, but that, everything else you guys pretty much covered, like environmental shift and stuff like that, which is like a really big positive. Um, oh, I guess also um, um, another positive that's kind of weird. I've realized that I don't need certain things that have been sold to me my entire life. Such as? I don't need paper towels for anything. Ever. For literally anything. We have a ton of terry cloths and that's all I need. Why the fuck would I have? I don't know why I'm spending that much money on paper towels. Um, and then what was the other big one that I was like, oh, we don't need that anymore. Um, I forgot. But paper towels is like the, like the big, big one that I was like, oh, this is a thing that I no longer am going to purchase moving forward. Fair. That's a fair assessment. Well, also, how far into the Marvel verse is she? Doctor Strange. Okay, so pretty far. She's, yeah, she's in like now, it's like uh, like Marvel's like really solid. Like they're just, it's just, it, it, the second she got. Uh-oh. Oh, I think we might have lost James there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Although it did, fr- I mean, I know none of you listening to this are going to see this, but it froze on his face perfectly. Did my, did my audio freeze? Oh, my I- internet connection's unstable. Um, yeah for a second there we thought that thanos snapped his finger and you were gone so i think i figured out what the problem with my internet is by the way what is it? we need to get our we need to get our whole oh there it goes again oh <laughs> right as he says it too the internet was like Shh, can't tell them <laughs> don't tell is my audio is my audio cutting or is it just my video completely the whole thing oh my audio cuts too yeah Hurry. yeah Boom. can you hear me now yeah i can yeah. hear everything's good yeah everything's but yeah we need to get the electrical checked out in the house oh god (laughs) what's going on it stops him this is too good (laughs) he said every time that he tries to do what the electrical does something so every time the AC turns on in his house the lights flicker and dim I think that was your first warning sign sir that you needed to get your electrical check (laughs) Yeah, well, my electrical guy won't fucking come to my house. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're called him three times. I mean, before the pandemic. Here, what if I do this? Ew. No, for sure. For sure, ew. That was a mistake, huh? Block <laughs> that out of my view. But is it, can, is it, am I, is my audio cutting anymore? No. No, your audio is fine. Oh, okay, good. Still have to look at this hideous fucking photo. <laughs> That that is so much better. Like your oh, man, it is, huh? is so mm. that than that photo. <laughs> anyway, so I find it interesting that you bring up the Marvel thing because one of the things we had discussed for this show is that with all the time everybody's had, we wanted to see if any of us had sort of rediscovered or, or jumped back into our favorite movie franchises. Um, so I figured we could discuss that really quick. So Mitzi, we're gonna shoot over to you first. Because you actually gave us a sort of interesting, sort of like off-microphone answer about (laughs) your sort of view on your favorite movie franchise. So go ahead, hit us. So I don't really have a favorite. And this isn't just for movie franchises, though. This is also for like 
people who come up to me and go, oh, what kind of music do you like? What's your favorite band? Who's your favorite celebrity? What's your favorite thing? I just don't have one. Do people often randomly come up to you and ask you those things in that ridiculous tone? <laughs> no, but I like to give them a ridiculous tone because I don't have an answer. <laughs> I'm imagining and, you go to like Publix and there's like a guy standing <laughs> in front and you're just like, hey, hey, ma'am, what's your favorite movie French? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I will tell you one thing. My favorite movies i guess are disney movies and i will promise you that my neighbors are sick of hearing me belt out into the end <laughs> every day every day frozen every day in my house do you watch a disney movie every day uh at least in the bed you don't have to sit down and like watch watch it but is there one in the background at least if it's not a movie in the background, it's the playlist. Okay. Yeah. Like I have a whole Disney and it's not like from a specific movie. It's just Disney variations from Renaissance to new movies. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't pick a movie and listen to a soundtrack. You listen to all of the soundtracks. You right? Don't, yeah, yeah. Come on. If you're listening to Disney, you're listening to Disney. James, why does your voice sound like several octaves lower? <laughs> Like <laughs> it's called vocal chocolate. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey. Not to vibe. <laughs> no, unacceptable. Yeah. Fix this right now. You want to listen to <laughs> Disney music? Fine, but if you're gonna talk in a low voice, then I'm gonna talk in a really high voice. I'm not voice. talking to low voice. My voice is just deep because I'm so goddamn fucking manly. <laughs> Bro, I got so much testosterone pumping out of my fucking sack. Disgusting. That it fills my vocal cords and deepens them. It brings them really down. Cool piece of that. You well, anyway. Work? Jesus Christ. All right. That was weird. So, going back to what we were talking about, so I'm Disney. pretty sure my neighbors think I have a child who's obsessed with Frozen, but I don't. I am the child. <laughs> <laughs> I am the child obsessed with Frozen. Meet me. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, what about you guys? I'm sure you guys have favorites. Eli, you go. Okay, well, first, we, we really got to talk about your voice because I don't know if it's like a connection thing or voice. What is up with my voice? <laughs> Super low. It's ridiculous. I'm not doing anything different. <laughs> <I know. laughs> There's no way you can actually do this naturally. I'm not. I'm talking normal. I'm not doing anything to my voice. No, we're both hearing it. And <laughs> Hold on. Bad Barry White impersonator. <laughs> so bad. Oh, God. I'm so glad I pointed it out because would, would you have stopped him and said anything? <laughs> like, off, like off mic, I was just like on the WhatsApp chat like, yo, dog, what's going on with your voice? What's Something up is what, off. What about, what about now? Oh, oh, you fixed it. I did it? Yeah. Okay, so I, I unplugged the mic and I plugged it back in. Good, you don't <laughs> really shitty, like... Fuck. I cannot wait to hear the playback. James, you sound like... You know, it's going to be great. You, so, you sounded for a, a little bit there like a really bad Philip Seymour Hoffman impersonator. So, so it must have been really funny when I was trying to lower my voice because I didn't know what you guys were talking about. So it must have been even worse when I did that. And I was like, her... 
Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. Literally vomit inducing. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. You what? I'm like a bear. Stop it. I'm uncomfortable, sir. <laughs> she just did. Let me see that vulva. <laughs> so many things are being cut out of this. This whole section. <laughs> no, leave the vulva part. No. <laughs> vulva. That's going to get cut too. When I said vulva, Ooh, hi, Christy. Well, don't don't let him do these. Wow. Mitzi said, "Fuck you, Christy." What the fuck? That is not what I said. That is what. Look at her; she's laughing about it. Is she wearing an FBI hat? Yes, she works with the FBI. Yeah, she's wearing an FBI hat. She's going on an investigation right now. She's deep undercover. Plot twist: She's the FBI agent that listens to our uh, conversations. I can't hear you, so whatever you're saying. Thank We're you. saying hi. I'm out. She's out. <sighs> She's going for a bike ride. Be careful. Bike safe. Take your phone. Don't wear a helmet. No, wear a helmet. I'm the only idiot who wears a helmet. Two helmets. <laughs> oh, she wears that FBI cap. Well, it protects her. All right, so, James, you were asking what my favorite movie franchise is. Yes, yes. So back to... Technically, my favorite movie franchise is actually two franchises put together, and that would be the uh, Alien and Predator. Knew it. Knew it. But not not Alien versus Predator franchise, because those movies are a shit show. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. The second one was okay. None of them were okay. Literally, the Requiem was okay. None of them were okay. They were okay. It was all right. I could watch None it. Of them were okay. Um, but the like separately, like the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise, are great, and I love all of them. And I also read a lot of the Predator books because I'm a giant nerd, and uh, you know, weird things like that. Did you read the comics too? Because I know there's like a whole comic series for the comics. Got weird. Like there was, there there was a lot of like weird shit going on in like the like late '90s. Um, there was like Alien versus Predator versus Batman, Alien versus Predator versus the Terminator. Like, wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know about this versus Batman. Let me tell you, the Dark Knight lays down some fucking beatings. Like he knows he knows where his limits are against these two, but he tussles with a xenomorph, and the xenomorph like stops for a minute. Like, <clears throat> bro, um, that sounds dope. And he, like, he, bro, let me tell you, a, a fucking predator catches those fucking Wayne hands hard at one point. Like, come on, though. A predator would fuck Bruce up. No, I mean, eventually it gets to the point where he kind of, like, sees what's going on. And he goes, you know what? This isn't between the three of us. This is between you guys. I'm going to stay out of this one because I don't have acid blood and I don't have heat vision. So, nah. So I'm just going to dip. Yeah, but like every time he encounters one of them separately, he's like, "No, nah, I got, I, I can kind of get this a little bit." <laughs> Predator's about to catch these hands, these the bat pre- hands. Predator caught some fuck. Well, the thing is that like, uh, and I say this as a as a big Predator and Aliens nerd, most of the Predators that you see in movies, for the most part, they're essentially teenagers. Yeah, they're the youth, um, and so they're trying to prove themselves. If you went like. If you went toe-to-toe with, like, an older, like, adult or elder predator, dog, you are fucked with a capital F. Yeah, aren't they called the Yuan or something like that? Like, there's, and there's different, like, tribes. Yeah, the, the name of their species is the Yautja. Um, yeah, there you go. 
which is I I believe is like spelled like Y A U J H T A or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's um, spelled a rainforesty. Exactly. Um, but they're like I from what I've read in the comics and in the novels, like legit, like their species is like a caste system. Like there are lower mm. like shitty people, and then there's higher people who are you know usually like the elders. They they have their own ships and stuff like that, or they're on like some sort of a council of hunters. Um, but their society is literally revolves around the hunt. That's it. Nothing else is of importance. Um, also some of like the deadliest predators on, well, like in the universe are females. Just like lions. Yeah. And they're like super strong for their size. They're usually like a foot smaller than normal predators, but they're vicious and they usually have their own like weaponry. Like, Oh, I know like in the, in the novels, one of the ways that they, like mention female predators being discernible other than having breasts and being small the, that usually the, the cannon the what the vulva cannon no no oh don't have the cannon um shot, shot in the dark shot in the dark yeah uh no they have um they're the only ones that carry like uh like claws like like metal claws on their hands that don't look like the ones that the males use in the movies that looks like a giant blade um they it looks like like freddy krueger claws that's hilarious because they're female. So they're like, ooh, Teresha, did you see my new nails, bitch? I'm a cut a bitch. No, that is, like, I'm a cut a bitch should be the slogan for all female predators. Why is the female predator from the Bronx? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Gina, did you see what they said the other day? Oh, my God. That's Long Island. Don't you be confusing barrios. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> Different accents coming out of that area. It's hard to keep them, keep track of all of them. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> then the aliens themselves, the xenomorphs, are some bad motherfuckers. Um, they're some pretty bad motherfuckers, huh? They are. I mean, there's actually, like, their story is much shorter because they don't have, a, like, a society because they're obviously not, like, super intelligent. You know, they're, they're just a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some of the novels for the aliens, like, there are some things that happen with the queen that are very scary like to the point where you're ready to believe that like the queen can communicate on a certain level with humans and explain her motivations um but yeah the Hell yeah essentially real real fucked up but yeah i'm, I'm predator for life man oh. <laughs> i don't know if the microphone caught that but that's about as good as my predator impersonation can get do it again do it again everybody be quiet do it again Yeah, you saw even, and none of you are going to see this if you're listening because this is on a Zoom call, but I was doing the little mandible things with my fingers. It really added to it. I, the it, mandibles added to it. I tried to do it without the mandibles. It sounds terrible. It's, it's not very <laughs> mandibular, as I like to say. It's terrifying. It's, you need the whole package. It's a visual and it's a sound thing. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, giant nerd my way, so. Uh, Mitzi, what about? Well, we covered you because you said you weren't really into franchises. That's right. You're just yeah. For you, it's really just one big IP. It's all Disney, right? Yeah, I mean, I, franchises multiple. will franchises will come out, and I have to watch them because a FOMO, <laughs> right? But like, I do enjoy franchises. I do like Harry Potter, and you know, whatever. I I I like franchises, but to say that I have a favorite, I don't know, it is. I don't have one. 
Okay. Yeah, you don't think about them deeply enough to have to to have thought of like, oh, I like this one more than the other. You're just like, it's a thing I watch. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Feels. All right. Feels. What about James? Um, I have a few. There's not like one favorite one that I'm like. Oh, so you don't have a favorite either. I have. I have a favorite. I have a favorite. I have a favorite. I have a favorite. Uh, movie franchise wise, my favorite. The thing is, a lot of them have been have gone down paths that I don't particularly enjoy. So they've they've Ooh. been very disappointing as of late. But um, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. Yes. I love the Star Wars movie franchise. Uh, what has happened to the Star Wars movie franchise as of late is disappointing. Oh. To, to not get into a good to not get into a whole conversation about it to me particularly where the story is going. I don't, I'm not like vitriolic. I'm not going to be like, I hate it. It's a, it's a story that's being told. Uh, it's not necessarily the, I don't necessarily love it, but it is what it is. Uh, and Jurassic Park is another one of my favorite movie franchises. I love Jurassic Park very much. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I'm just going to interject here real quick. I saw a meme about Star Wars and uh-huh. it was, it was, um, Spider-Man, right? You know that one scene where he's, well, let me start with, it was Ray Skywalker, right? She's like, oh, hi, I'm Ray Skywalker. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're using our made-up names. And it made me very upset. <laughs> I don't think people understand the point of that movie. <laughs> oh, so we're using our made-up names. Okay. Ugh. Do people not believe in adoption? It's like, oh, if you're not from my blood, you're not my family. Like, shut the fuck up, Greg. It was, it's not that. It, that's not the reason they're saying that. That's not the reason that meme exists. That's not the reason Ugh. the person made that meme made that meme. The reason the person made that meme up was because she's lying about what her last name is because it's all silly that they tied it back to Skywalker at the end. The way they well, did it. And they made Who her says Palpatine's, she's lying about her name? She's not even Palpatine's... F- I can't. I can't get into Mitchell. We get into this. We're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna talk, get into this. We're gonna call each other on the side and then get we into it. We can go all the way down this rabbit hole of Star Wars because <laughs> I've had this conversation slash argument slash discussion. See again, times. another franchise I truly love. I'm invested, but is it my favorite favorite? Like, does it make my lady bits jingle when they release a new movie? I mean, only a little bit. <laughs> I know Elias wants to say something, but we will come back to your lady bits jingling because I don't think that is uh, normal or human. So, Elias, what were you going to say? I was just going to tell y'all that I haven't seen the last Star Wars movie, so I'd really appreciate it if you got... No, I'm kidding. Lord. <laughs> no, seriously, though, I haven't I haven't seen the movie, but I mean, I, I, I've learned that I don't give a shit about spoilers because spoilers don't actually ruin the movie for me because you can mm. tell entire plot baby there ain't nothing like seeing it for the first time so true so true jewels and effects like dog you could tell me the entire plot for the next 10 star wars movies they have planned and i'll be like that's cool i don't give a shit wait till i see (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly it's also the journey it's about the journey too it's about getting there it is so you know that that being said though so you'd say star wars is one of your favorites or i would say i would say of of movie franchises Besides Marvel, because we said Marvel's pretty big. I mean, Marvel's up there always because Marvel just did, as as a franchise, could like doing it the best out of anybody. Marvel. Marvel yeah. figured the fuck out. Like Disney, Marvel figured out how to do a franchise 
the best. I mean, the best. I mean, like when you have a franchise that the only time that your your box office record's beaten is by the new movie in your own franchise like you got to figure it out pretty much yeah. but yeah. like but like near and dear to my heart star wars because my dad i grew up with my dad and like my dad was like a such a sci-fi buff like star trek star wars like anything sci-fi i mean this guy watched fucking farscape he watched fucking battlestar galactica he was if it was in space he was fucking watching it so nice. star wars was the ones that i really uh, i really clung to when i was a kid the other one's not so much. That is Farscape is ridiculous. All right. Um, so moving on from there, <laughs> we had a discussion separately, like not not as a trio, but I know we've had this discussion um, between each other before. Because one of the things that we have in common is the three of us all went to the same high school. Wow. Um, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, something that one of you had mentioned, I forget who it was, but they made us, like, when you, like, looking back on it, and this wasn't just our high school, I I know that we, a lot of us experienced this um, in middle school, too, because middle school had, like, a weird schedule, Um, but, like, a great example of weird things that happen and crazy things that are, that, like, our schools did to us or that happened to us in schools was, like, your lunch being at 1130 in the morning and someone... (laughs) What if we give them cheeseburgers and and chocolate milk? <laughs> they need. That's exactly what they need. Just give them. They have- and just uh, like three cartons of chocolate milk each, and send these fuckers on their way. They'll be fine. Oh, and do they have to run the mile after lunch? Because that would be perfect if we could feed them <laughs> chocolate milk, cheeseburgers, and uh, maybe like a like a fucking cookie, and <laughs> they can go run a mile and shit themselves. <laughs> time out. Time out. Cookies. Does anybody still here remember the fucking cookies, the chocolate chip cookies and the plastic bag with a little yellow tie on the top? Tell me those aren't the chocolate chip cookies that have ever been invented by mankind. Oh, sea wing cookies. Oh, dude, when they were when they were so perfectly, when they would cook them just a little under, oh. and they were so beautifully, deliciously soft in the middle, and you were like, oh, I get cookie and cookie dough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was the one thing that I walked into that I walked into our cafeteria and was like, that shit's gourmet right over there. That's the one gourmet shit in here. Dude, and you know what? Like for our high school, like it was I, I'm pretty sure some other high schools must have had it, but like it was sort of like a shock to my system when we first like when I first started high school and like they kind of got everything going like the second month or so. And I like I had my lunch and it was like at like eleven thirty or something. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to the cafeteria. And people were like, no, you see those blue carts over there? And I'm like, yeah, what about them? And they go, that's the cafeteria, bitch. And I'm like, what do you mean that's the cafeteria? They're like, come with me, noob. And they would take me. Come with me, noob. They'd be like, oh, the pizza. <laughs> Ray's pizza or Frankie's pizza. And then they would have like 57 bo- or Domino's. And they'd be like, all right, it's a dollar a slice or some shit like that. And they'd be like, word, what else you got? And they'd be like, we got 92 different kinds of Subway sandwiches. Hey. <laughs> We're bringing Burger King, bitch. And you're just like, how do I? Like, what the fuck? I got too many choices. Mitzi, go. I love that there was this weird, like, societal. We all knew the rules, but we didn't. Like, no one ever told us the rules. We just figured it out. Where it was, if you went to the cafeteria, you were a fucking loser. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you got the juice in a bag, you know that plastic bag? And Stop, if you I put- love those juices. Stop, Stop. don't you do- Wait- the name of the juice bag 
first of all, no, never. I would never. But depending on how you drank your juice, defined if you were cool or a fucking loser. First of all, call him by his name. His name is Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> yeah. You have to say it like Harley Quinn. Mr. J. There you go. All right. So we're going to start there. That's number one. Number two. For those of you who have never seen this bag in real life, you've only seen photos or heard stories, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. These bags never came with a straw, so you had to use critical thinking skills to figure out how to drink this shit. Wait, wait. Acceptable ways of drinking it. Okay, so there's two acceptable ways of drinking it. Technically, there's only one, but people would take the straw from their milk carton and jab that bitch in the middle, which is wrong. We're psychopaths. Yeah, Correct. which is absolutely wrong, and you should be fucking herded up and shot. Exactly. That's incorrect. Wrong. The correct way is to squeeze it from the bottom, bite one of the corners, and suck that bitch. <laughs> there is a third way, and this was strictly reserved for events such as doing really well on a test, or it's hot as fuck outside. Because it's Miami, and in the middle of our lunch break, it's 98 degrees outside with a humidity of about 150,000%. So what do you do? You grab two fucking Mr. J's, and you shotgun those fuckers like Budweiser's. Yes! <laughs> Give me life! You it's hot, and you took like a fucking a Mr. J juice bag straight to the fucking face. You felt like one of the old like Birdman cartoons when he would be in the sun. Birdman! Oh, yes. Reinvigorated, just not with the power of sunlight, with the power of juice. Mr. J. There was, a, there was also the one food that I always bought at lunch, like in the cafeteria whenever they had it, those fucking cheese sticks. Whenever Ooh. they had those cheese sticks. Or the chicken nuggets. <sighs> I don't even know about the chicken nuggets. The cheese sticks were, were the cheese sticks. Oh no, and the fried chicken. If there was fried chicken, I'd go after it. Oh yes, I remember eating the skin off of them. Ooh, they were so good. It was on a different fucking level. Like, I feel like they would fly in like some just like I don't know, like some southern fucking woman who weighs like two hundred twenty eight pounds has probably like. I don't, like you can't even say the you can't even measure like blood alcohol level for this woman. It's like grease blood level. And that woman just like get out of my way, and just go into the kitchen, and just fuck shit up for a whole nine weeks, and then be like, and li- disappear. Her fa- her favorite franchise is butter. <laughs> She's like anything butter does, I love it, honey. When mm. butter comes out with something new, I'm all over it. That woman's name was Paula Dean. <laughs> Ooh, Paula Dean. Dude, oh, she only wanted to work with a full black kitchen. That Paula Dean. Yeah. Well, oh God. But she knew how to cook, man. She taught me how to make some French toast. Oh, Lord. Yo, Best look, French toast. Have any of you ever been to her restaurant in Savannah, Lady and Sons? No. Uh-uh. Yo, let me tell you. We made like a one and a half hour line one time to get in there. Oh. Yo, everything from the biscuits to the drinks to the chicken to the fucking mashed potatoes was a spiritual experience. Wow. Biscuits alone. Just biscuits and gravy. Like, I don't even need to order anything else. Just give me biscuits and fucking gravy and a never-ending stream of fucking sweet iced tea. And we're fucking Gucci. Like, I'll be there all I can't th- even imagine. Look, I can smell the butter. I know. <laughs> no, my... It's like we... Was Subway sandwiches, because I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't have pizza. 
Um, you can cry for me later. Um, but the Subway sandwiches were excellent. And I'm a, I was a fat fuck back then. So I would just be like, give me like three of them. And I would just take them all to the face. Well, because they sold them in halves. Like you get the, the uh. But I would usually get like the, the turkey club, like two turkey clubs and a veggie delight. And I'd start with a veggie delight. And then I'd open the other two and put an almost unconscionable amount of mayonnaise in them. And then I'd swallow those fucking things. That Lord. Was, I, I had pizza. Went. Yeah, I, I would always go to the blue carts and get the pizza. What Best. would you get, though? Just a cheese pizza. That there would, they would have, like, 92 boxes of Domino's, and then they'd have, like, four or five boxes of, uh, of Frankie's. And Frankie's yeah, here's- greasiest pizza on earth. Like, you could cook with the grease that was coming off of the, the pizza slice. Here's the thing. I'm bougie as hell. And when the bell rang, people would run, run, sprint full speed to these carts. And the line would be egregious. So I'm like, I'm no dummy. I'm not going to waste my time waiting in this line. I'm going to meet with my friends. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. And then when the line is low enough and there's just enough time to get my lunch, eat it and go back to class. That's it. That was, so whatever was left is what I got. Okay. That makes, that's fair. I like, I like strategy. Yeah, I always ran to the blue cards too. I would either, but I'd just grab whatever the fuck they had. There was nothing there that I was like looking forward to. I was just like, oh, what do you have? I'll eat that. Well, the Burger King. That's good. Great. When they would be like, guys, guess what? We brought 49 crates of fucking 88 cent cheeseburgers. Woo! Oh my God. Those were the days. 19 hamburgers. Let's go. But when they had Coke in the vending machines. Oh. oh stop. Stop, nigga. My lunch, my freshman year was a honey bun, a Coke, and two bags of fucking honey barbecue Fritos twists. That was my goddamn fun. God. James, I'm so glad that you and I were able to have at least one year of like good high school, like oh, yeah. lunch and no dress code because as soon as we became sophomores, they're like, okay, everybody's got to wear a dumbass uniform. And we're only putting watermelons in the vending machines. Yeah, there's like Powerade and that's it. Like, Everyone's no. a vegan now. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, no, I thankfully had like, I remember my freshman year, my lunch almost, almost every day was either a couple of Subway sandwiches or a couple of fucking like McDonald's or Burger King, like the little shitty cheap hamburgers with a giant fucking bottle of Sprite and dessert with a bag of like Sour Patch gummy worms or Sour Patch watermelons. And like, it's a miracle that I didn't either die of heart disease or like go into like a sugar induced coma every single day. Like that really speaks to the resilience of the teenage body. Honestly, those were the days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if if like if i even think like hmm, should i or should i not add bacon to that sandwich like i physically feel my chest hurt when i decide to add bacon oh no i'm not I, i'll add bacon to fucking every meal every day of my life but like to be able to eat <laughs> dessert throw me some bacon baby <laughs> to be able yeah you, you think i'm fucking with you let me get some fucking bacon brownies up in here dog wait hold on what oh you don't know about bacon brownies i can't have brownies so no well, this conversation just got sadder because <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever eaten. It's the well, lit because the salt, the natural saltiness and the fat of, of the bacon with the chocolate of the brownies is out of control. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, no, I'm surprised that like just the amount of process, the fact that like a teenage body can survive off of processed sugars, like 
I legit only had basically sugar for fucking lunch. For and there goes his audio again. His AC must have turned on. God fucking damn it! Really? <laughs> He's back. Is it all fucking? Is it all low voice now? No, no, you're not Barry White anymore. You're good. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Although I, I had like an epiphany just now, and I'm pretty sure this exists, but I've never thought of it. What if we baked brownies with a Reese's peanut butter cup in the center? Yeah, you yes. Do. Is that a thing that exists already? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Eliza, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Dog, remember, I can't eat any, like the list of things that I can eat is like three pages shorter than the list of things that I can't. Like, okay. So I, I mean, I think of these things and I'm like, <gasps> what if we do the thing? And everyone's like, yeah, dog, we've been doing that shit for like 10 years. Where you been? <laughs> yeah it's been that way for forever yeah sorry about that i'm an idiot all right um so i i gotta ask because i know i was there for a year before you guys got there um were any of your teachers ever arrested or did they ever get in any trouble the band teacher which one i don't know because i wasn't a band kid but i know there was rumor or i had heard through the grapevine that our band teacher was canoodling with one of the students. Canoodling <laughs> was happening? But that, oh. was, that, was that like for, was that legitimized? I'm pretty sure. Also, there was a story, this was prior to James and I going into Southwest, but there was also a story of uh, some students who had, uh, oh, I don't like this word, but done things. <laughs> fucked mm -hmm. yeah but without consent yeah they just they, they did it to oh. a oh do you remember that story in the oh, library oh the graping yeah mm -hmm. yeah I yes i remember yes. even happened before i got there yeah that's no bueno a lot no no what? whenever that happens wherever it happens no bueno no there mm -hmm. it happens that it's bueno unless it happens to like a pedophile in jail yeah then no one cares but <laughs> full word still not bueno though it's neutral but it doesn't feel bad because you're like well you deserve it doesn't disturb the balance is what i'm getting at correct yeah. um, the moral balance is still intact exactly the force is intact um for at least for me like my freshman year when i got there in 05 was um our pe teacher um whose name escapes me i think it was it was like some hispanic like gomez or gonzalez or gutierrez <gasps> Um, but he was like an older Hispanic guy who like, we all noticed like the first nine weeks that were like, why are you wearing enormous polarized sunglasses inside, like on a cloudy day when we're in the gym and then little by little, our tiny little, like our, our little adolescent brains started to notice weird patterns. Like when we would do our, our exercises, like, all right, time to do push-ups and sit-ups and crunches and things. He would separate the boys from the girls. And he didn't give three shiny fucks what the boys were doing. Like, we could have been playing Twister for all he cared. He'd been like, hey, you guys are doing great. Keep it going. But the girls, he was, oh, like, laser-focused on the chicks. I remember this. I remember uh, this teacher. Yeah. I, I know. I forget his name, but I remember who he is. Mitzi, hold on. You have some late-breaking news. What is it? So, I was one of those females. Oh, no. So, it was yeah. Yeah, so the, the girls' locker room was interesting because the, I guess, the PE teacher's office 
was within the girls' locker room. So we would be getting dressed and changed and we would just see like him in his chair through like the crack of the door, just trying to wait for us to finish getting ready. But he would always pop his head out like, are you ladies done? And we're like, no. And he's like, well, you better hurry up. But he would linger. <laughs> oh, so creep. It was he was so a creep. lingerer? He was a lingerer. <laughs> oh. There's nothing creepier than a lingerer because the lingerer knows they're lingering. Like they know, they know it's too long, but they can't help themselves. They're just like. And the lingerees are like, sir. <laughs> Yeah, and they're also fucking 13. Like, go away. <laughs> so fucked. I remember one girl called him out on it one time. Um, it was like our, I think we were doing like the physical fitness, like a health exam where you got to like get that machine and like touch your toes and all that shit and see how far you can fucking, I don't know, do like a cartwheel across a, a ring of fire. Who knows? And, oh God, <laughs> I wish that was one of the tests. That would have been dope. Based. And like, I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like, what happened i think it was the machine yeah it was the machine where like you had to like put your feet against it and then you had to push the little thing at the end of it by doing like a like a reach forward thing with your fingertips Mm -hmm. um and i don't remember what exactly happened something like she was wearing a shirt that was like a size too small and it would like it would go up her back as she like reached forward which is like that's the normal thing a shirt does when you reach forward far enough and he was like, he came up behind her and like, like kneeled next to her and was like, come on, you can do it. And he like put his hand on like the small of her back, like right above her butt. And there was no shirt there. It was like all exposed skin. And he put his hand like flat on it. And this chick freaked the ever living fuck out on this guy. Like she I don't even, she teleported. Like, I remember sitting on the bleachers and one minute this happened, the next she was against the wall screaming bloody murder at this guy. Good. He like put his hands up and was like, yo, you need to chill. And she was like, you need to not fucking touch me. And <laughs> like, ooh, like, you know, we were just a bunch of belligerent assholes. So everyone was like, ooh. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, one, no one's de-escalating. <laughs> no one's de-escalating. No. Only like our prime directive was make a fucking scene. Like. Always. Was bro, que clase de chumería happened that day? And bro, I, but, like a security uh-huh. guard walked in and was like, what the fuck is going on? And they brought the school resource officer and she was like, he fucking touched me. And he was like, no, I didn't. And everyone was like, yes, you fucking did. We all no, no, don't lie, motherfucker. Yeah, you did. 118 of us saw this shit. Dude, it was bad. Like, I remember it got to a point that the school resource officer took the coach away and was like, you need to come with me outside right now. Like, right, and not even like come with me. He like grabbed him by the arm and was like, let's go. And I think like the female coach that we had, like this tiny little Asian lady, came and talked to her. And the girl, like, after she got over, I guess the emotions got like they boiled over and she just started fucking sobbing. And like, I remember like talking to some of the guys that were next to me. And we were like, yo, hold on a minute. Like, I know that we're dumb. Like, we can all agree on this because we're boys, but like, did he like touch a tit? Did he like slide his hand down and like grab her ass? Like we all saw what I think we saw, which was just like the palm of his hand touched the small of her back and then it, and then he removed it. That was it. Right. And we're all like, yeah, we saw it from multiple angles. That was it. So why is she freaking out? Obviously we were morons back then. So we didn't realize the implication of what had just happened. Well, I mean, you, I think you're just, you're young and you don't understand the situation fully. You're just, 
you've never thought outside of your own perspective before you've never like you know that's things that come like when you think back on it as an adult you're like oh it makes sense she felt uncomfortable the entire time and then finally that's the straw that breaks the camel's back it's like hey you're actually gonna touch me now like no yeah you're, you're like you're staring at my tits as i do jumping jacks every day I, the last thing i want is for you to fucking touch me yeah we had a i know you and i james like in our group we had a mutual friend i'm not gonna say her name i know it starts with an s um and um she had samantha reyes no i don't even know samantha reyes is a random <laughs> <laughs> no actually i'm gonna i'm gonna message you uh her name really quick because i want to make sure that you know who i'm talking about yeah, hold on i take my hand back from my cat okay she's she's laying down sleeping next to me as i record and she keeps stretching her hand out because she wants to hold my hand as she sleeps because she's a fuck I want to see if, if you know who this is. I don't remember her last name or anything. Uh, um, wait, was that her? No, no, no. That's not the one that it happened to. Oh, okay. The girl that you said she hung out with, you just gave me an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment because I was like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, yeah. What? That was like a, she was a good friend of mine all the way through like a little bit past graduation. And then we kind of like stopped talking. The girl that I'm talking about um that that was sort of like in our group a little bit um she i mean for being like a 15 year old you know the chick had like tig old bitties like like way way more than a girl at her age should have had and i remember that there was a like there was a period where she refused to do jumping jacks in front of this guy oh yeah i remember her telling me this story Cause she'd be like in the front of, cause he would break it up into like columns, right? Like there'd be like, you know, six girls here, six girls here and six girls here or whatever. And she would almost always be at the front and he would only ever stand like in front of her column to watch her do jumping jacks. And I remember one flat out, like at least what I saw from my perspective, she just refused. She's like, I'm not doing them. And I think, yeah, and it's like, I think it was some time after that, like, I think it was like one whole nine week period after that had passed that this whole incident with the other chick had happened with the cop. And it kind of like, it clicked for us at that time. We were like, oh, you're a fucking creep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're what people tell me not to be. No, like, Barry Manilow is back. Wait, is it Barry Manilow? Is it really? Wait, talk. Talk. No, just give a whole, give me a whole sentence. Give me a whole sentence. I hate him in any voice. I hate him in any voice. Just give me a whole sentence. Test, test, test. I'm not doing anything different. I'm talking normal. So am I sounding weird? Can you sing a Barry Manilow song, please? What's a Barry Manilow song? I don't know. He doesn't have a deep voice. Uh, wait, what's, what's, uh, what's, a, what's a Barry Manilow song? I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's Barry White. Or Barry oh, White. Barry White? Okay, let's do Barry White then. Oh my God! You're the first, the last, my everything. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone knows that one. I can't get enough of your love, baby. Wait, hold on. I want to. I want to know the whole thing. Look at the lyrics. <laughs> I am. I am. Hold on. It's not enough, baby. It's not enough, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> my darling, I can't get enough of your love, baby. I don't even know how this song. I don't even know if I'm getting the melody right. I was gonna say because your your tone deafness is hurting me because you basically sound like fucking I don't know like some. I don't I don't know I don't know the song. Hold on, wait. 
Oh man, you know there's somebody listening like, you don't know Barry Manilow? I'm okay. sorry. Barry White, what is your obsession with Barry Manilow? I'm looking at- Sorry! Barry White. No, we're not talking about this fucking weird, like fairy rat looking guy, Barry Manilow. He looks, he looks like a bird. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Girl, I don't know, I don't know why. I can't get enough of your love, babe. Getting a little better. No, some things I can't get used to. No matter how hard I try. This is a weird podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird one, huh? Unplug your mic and plug it back in. I miss. Also, I really kind of want to learn that Barry White song now. You will. Just unplug your mic. To learn the song? No, so we can get your normal voice back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plug your mic and you're good. Better now? Yes. Okay. There you, you go. Where <sighs> were we? Yeah, where were we? All right. Um, so we were basically talking about how that PE teacher of ours, uh, which I think we subsequently all ended up having at some point in our high school careers. I don't know if he ever officially got arrested, but I know that after that whole incident, he got in a pretty decent amount of trouble because I never had him as a coach ever again. And I didn't see him for like what felt like almost a whole school year. So well, the, I, I mean, I, there was a bunch of like, I don't think any girl who had a PE class with him wasn't going to say that he was a creep. Yeah, like everybody mentioned it. And I know that they were mentioning it for a while until some of the teachers were finally like, okay, all 700 of them can't be wrong. Like, Yeah, there's no way. No. By the way, I have 17% have battery on my laptop. Okay, uh, so uh, that being said, um, we're going to... Plug it in. <laughs> I can't plug it in. It's on a dock in the fucking dining room. I'd have to like take out my whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm using my work <laughs> computer. <laughs> also, we've been going for almost two hours. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go. I, want, I would like to eat lunch. Okay, yeah, me too. I'm starving. So uh, we're going to kind of take this back a little bit to some of the earlier days of the Dairy Isle. Um, this is mainly just to break things up a little bit, but because I know when we did it for the first few times, Mitzi showed a lot of interest and happiness in this. So we're going to take it back and we're going to do some Would You Rathers. Yeah. For our first would you rather, this one's going to go to Mitzi. All oh, boy. Right. You. Would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of planet Earth? Oh, 10, 10, the end of planet Earth. Because then yeah, I didn't miss out on anything. <laughs> also, there's more access to resources, better technology. Why would you want to be in the beginning when there's things trying to hunt you down? No, thank you. I don't think there was anything trying to hunt you down in the beginning of planet Earth, seeing as it was just a molten ball of fucking rock floating through space. Oh, we're talking like that. Because I thought you were meant like the beginning of human, you know. No, no, no. I mean, literally the beginning of the big rock. Like. Yeah. No, still, I still want to be at the end. Yeah. All right. All right. Nothing, Nothing exciting going on in the beginning. Um. I'm going to go just play devil's advocate here. I'm going to go beginning um, because I think it would be interesting to see if we're full of shit or if we got it right. So let's see what it actually looks like at the beginning. Right. Like, right. This is all, this is all based on a lot of data that's been collected is like a lot of different, you know, different scientific principles and theories have come together in order to create, you know, this, this 
picture of what the beginning of Earth's, you know, life looks like, but I want to see it from my own eyes. What did it look like? What does the universe look like? What, four billion years ago, whenever the Earth was created? Just about. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would go to the beginning. I probably wouldn't have a good time, like Mitzi was saying. <laughs> wouldn't have a good time. Going to be weird. Going to be a lot of molten rock and gas everywhere, but... For the purposes of this question, whether you go to the end or you go to the beginning, you are free and safe from any geological or time-based processes that would affect you. You are just an outside observer. Okay, so you're like an outside audience member. Cool. Okay, yeah. So beginning still. Beginning. Right. Okay, cool. What about you, buddy? Uh, I definitely go to the end just because I feel like the, uh, the idiot in me would like to sort of like think it you know, in my head and like sort of wax poetically about the history of earth leading up to that point and like what the end signifies. And if it's really, is it the end for us or is it like the end for just, you know, like our home, you know, that kind of stuff, but I'm a sap for that kind of shit. So. Yeah. What if you go to the end and it's just like the end of the sun's life cycle and it's just like the sun destroying its own solar system. I mean, it's likely what will happen is that, you know, planet earth, you know, barring some like horrible, you know, asteroid catastrophe, that's what will likely happen in like fucking whatever, like 18 billion years, which is, I think like the current lifespan of the fucking sun or something, it'll go through this whole process of, you know, inflating and deflating, becoming a white star. I mean, a a white dwarf and then a brown dwarf and then a red giant. And when it becomes a red giant, it envelops like half our solar system. Uh, Mitzi apparently knows quite a lot about this. Go ahead. No, but I have, uh, what if this is a trick question because the end is the beginning? Wow. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Oh, <laughs> every time it ends? Yeah, why not? I mean, theoretically, we've, that I know of, we've, even through telescopes, we've never seen the end of a planet. No, yeah. but you have to assume that if a star goes... I mean, yeah, and that's likely what would happen is that the sun would turn into a red giant enveloping, like I said, like half the solar. I think it like would reach like Neptune or something. Yeah. What I find weird is that a red giant releases a lot of heat and it gets real big, right? If it reaches far enough out, doesn't that suddenly mean that the planets farthest in our solar system are now in their own, like their own Goldilocks zone? Like, aren't they now in a habitable zone? So wouldn't that suddenly mean that places like Neptune and Saturn and Jupiter can possibly develop life? Maybe, but I mean, that would, it's also like the chemical composition of those planets are so gaseous rather than, rather than like rock based. So it would take a like, I mean, maybe, but it would take a lot more time. Things would have to start solidifying a lot more on those planets. Maybe with the added gravitational pull of a red giant, it would cause them, it would obviously cause some, some changes. I mean, whatever. We got real astrophysical on this bitch, so <laughs> I love that. So what's, yeah, what's the next? What's the next? Would you rather one? And we're gonna start with you, James, on this one. Ooh. Would you rather reverse one decision that you make every day, or would you be able to stop time for ten seconds every day? Yeah. Oh, I so got I can, this. So, so easy. I can I can re-roll one decision, or I can stop time for ten seconds. And when I say that you can reverse a decision, it only means a decision that you've made that affects you and the world around you, not a decision that somebody directly tied to you has made for you. 
And so like, if I go and decide to blow up a building, I can go, I want to redo that decision. Right. And essentially what would happen is that space and time around you would revert back to the moment right before you made the decision. Got it. But I still have all the knowledge of yeah, you past the decision. decision. You saw the, like the end point of that decision mm-hmm. and what it led to. And you said, all right, no. Um, but it has to only be within that 24 hour period. I'll, st- I'll, I'll stop time for 10 seconds. Okay. Now stopping time for 10 seconds. I'm going to give you a caveat. It can only like that time only expands a certain distance around you. Oh, so it's not, I'm not stopping all of space and time for 10 seconds. I'm only stopping like a radius of time around me. So wait, you can only stop time for 10 seconds in a radius around you that extends to the point that your vision drops off. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when you can no longer see past a certain point, everything past that point is still going on normally. Everything else will stop for 10 seconds. That's see, but now I'm going to be causing a bunch of like temporal issues for like different parts. Like what if people are going through an intersection and all of a sudden like, uh, you know, I freeze them for 10 seconds all of a sudden, but other people don't, they're like, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's going to be way easier for people to track me because they're just going to see a bunch of temporal Okay, so yeah, so you'd go with what decision? So if that's yeah, if that's if that's the way it's gonna go, then I'll do decisions. I'll oh. redo one decision a day. All right, not bad, Mitzi. What about you? This is a no-brainer for me. First of all, I live my life no regrets. All right, not a single letter. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop time because I'm a clumsy mofo. You know how many times I wish I could stop time because I uh, I'm about to drop my phone and it's about to shatter on the floor and I'm just like wait. And then I just pick it up and I'm like, all right, continue. Okay. Oh, is the 10 seconds once a day? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right. I'd go with this. I was like, if you have unlimited 10 seconds and it's like, well. Yeah. I'd go with decision making. I have a question. Yes. So does your 10 seconds, do you have 10 seconds per day? Or is it like you get one shot at stopping time for 10 seconds? Can I be like, okay, stop. Okay, un- unstop. And I only wasted three seconds and I still have, you know, seven more seconds to use throughout the day. Do it like that. You have an allotment of 10 seconds to use throughout the day. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. All right. Um, and the final one. Would you like, and whoever answers first, would you rather meet your favorite celebrity? Or be in your favorite movie? No brainer. Be in my favorite movie. Hands down. Okay, yeah. I'm all there with you. Because then I'm meeting a celebrity anyway. And then I am the celebrity. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Cue the Inception trumpets. And then I meet myself in a mirror and I'm like, (gasps) I got both. (laughs) (laughs) Decision. So, yeah, I would do the same thing. Just be in a movie. Yeah, me too. That one was too easy. Yeah, that was was an easy decision. But the last one was harder. I threw you guys a little bit of a soft pitch there. Oh, man, this is good. All right, so I'm going to walk us out. I think we've had a good time. Also, all of us are starving and need to go, you know, eat lunch and not be useless anymore. Um, So before we leave, I wanted to give a shout out to... Uh, two of my very dear friends, uh, Jake and Hollywood Akind. Uh, they're two mental health counselors who decided to start their own podcast called Honey, Let's Do More Than Talk. Uh, 
right now, essentially what they're doing with the podcast is they're going to be tackling some of the topics that they would normally deal with in the office, um, but give it a sort of interesting spin based on being in quarantine and having to be stuck with your significant other for an extended period of time and how to sort of tackle some of those challenges. Um, they're going to help identify toxic and predatory relationships and also help singles find the right person. And I mean, in today's modern dating environment, you kind of sometimes need to revert back to the old school and help yourself find the right person for you, basically. So uh, if you can go ahead and look for them, I think right now they have posted their first episode on Facebook. So you can find them uh, on there. Again, the name is Honey, Let's Do More Than Talk. Uh, other than that, uh, I think we're actually going to have, I'm looking at our show notes correctly. Yeah, we actually have a link to their podcast, uh, which we'll go ahead and put in the show notes for you folks. Um, besides that, I don't think we really have anything else. Uh, Mitzi, you have anything for us? Um, I mean, just if anybody wants to follow, subscribe my channel. Yeah, sure. yeah give, your, give yourself a shout out. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> plug it, plug it, girl, plug it. I'm go shameless plug. Here goes. Uh, yeah, I am Mitzi Mouse on all platforms. So, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Although, don't probably let's cut the Facebook part out. All right, that's like friends and family. I'm probably not gonna accept your friend request. Uh, but definitely Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Find me on all platforms, Mitzi Mouse. Her YouTube page is really great. She does a lot of Disney vlogs and travel vlogs. Uh, her and her beautiful husband have also started putting up tutorials on how to, if you want to create a pond, if you want to take care of turtles. So they're, they're, her page is expanding and she's, uh, and she's trying out a bunch of new stuff and it's really fun to watch. So go check it out. Give her a subscribe. Click the, the bell. Get notifications. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, yeah, and her Instagram is great too. Let's go follow her on there. Yeah, I do a lot of Disney stuff, but it's so funny because right before the quarantine, I wanted to do like more Florida travel. And then they're like, hey, you can't leave your house. And I was like, well. Guess I'm fucked. <laughs> hey, you know how you're going to do that thing with your YouTube channel? No, Thank you're you. not going to do it anymore. But I'm still diligent. I put out new videos every Thursday at 12, 15 p.m. So go watch. That's really precise. Yeah. 12, 15 every day. 12, 15 every day. If it's not, no, not every day, every Thursday. <laughs> we'll be careful. You almost fucked up. You almost said improper expectation. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to under promise and over deliver. Duh. There you Duh. go. All right. Um, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. We like having our friends on here, especially when they know things. Oh, man. If you want to talk about more things, I'm more than happy to come back. <laughs> You're definitely going to be back for other episodes. I, I guarantee. Yes. Yes, you will. Yeah. Jamesy, where can they find you? Uh, they can uh, find me as per usual uh, on Instagram at Jigamuth, J-I-G-G-A-M-U-T-H. Uh, I'm really bad at posting stuff on social media because I like to just live my life instead of documenting it. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But... <laughs> no, I just get lazy. I don't like, I don't like documenting stuff. Um, what's it called? But I'll, I'll try to be better uh, on there. And I've been using stories more a little bit just because it's like the quickness of Snapchat. I'm like, I just put up a story and be done with it. Um, but I'm going to try posting more on there. But that's uh, the primary place that you can find me. All right. Yeah. And uh, you can't find me anywhere because I don't want to talk to any of you. No, I'm kidding. That's right. He lives in Bye. the bunker. No, you can find me on Instagram at Grumpy Eli. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel or anything cool like that. That's basically the only way to contact me or just talk to me through um, 
Oh my God. What is it? Through the Facebook page uh, or through the Dairy Isles Instagram. That's at the Dairy Isle, as you all know. Um, again, if you want to know anything more, uh, pretty much our Instagram is the, is the place to find it. Uh, and if you want to contribute in any way, which I know probably now isn't going to be the best time financially for a lot of you to do that. But if you got some extra money lying around or you don't have zero idea what to do with your stimulus check, uh, you can take a little bit of it and head on over to Patreon and check us out at the Dairy Isle. We have some content over there for you and we're, we're building it as time goes on. Um, over time, we're hoping to eventually get you guys some, some merchandise and some swag because that's going to be fun. Um, other than that, uh, pretty much that's it. Right now, what we're offering on the Patreon is just a lot of show-based stuff. Um, so if you see anything, anything on there that you like, pay for it dog i mean we don't use the money for anything other than other podcast stuff so you know i ain't paying bills with it that's for damn sure uh that's basically it so uh if all of your shoppers can take all your stuff to the front uh we're going to be closing the store also don't forget to take your masks with you and your hand sanitizer that'd be sort of important and thanks for listening to another uh look at look i'm totally fucking up this outro it's <laughs> rusty none of you judge me okay Thanks for listening to another episode of the Damn Dairy Isle. Mitzi, thanks for being here. We love you. I'm not sure that was. <laughs> thanks for having me. Was that Animal Crossing noise music that you were just making? No, that was your own intro, uh, outro. I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm obviously just as tone deaf as Barry White, James. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thank, thanks thanks for you. Take care. Take care. Everybody be safe. Love you all. Bye.